I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 104, I'm going to be talking to Brad and Alicia Tomashiro. They were both born and raised in Hawaii, and then went to school on the mainland at Southern Oregon University in Ashland, Oregon. They became Christians there and then returned to their home state. They've been in the full-time ministry since 2012 and now are leading a replanting effort in Hilo, Hawaii. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, to make this life count, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I'm recording today's podcast in Flagstaff, Arizona. Pam and I are here to help Brian and Abby Mackey get this church planting off the ground in the summer of 2021. It's been going great so far, and God has been opening doors and creating a spiritual family in this beautiful part of the world. There are a few things I want to let you know about before I introduce today's guest. Number one, if you are interested in the Flagstaff Mission Team, it's not too late to join. Simply go to my website, robskinner.com, and email me. Secondly, please join us in Dallas, Texas in December of 2021 for the CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference. You need to be there to get inspired, encouraged, and equipped as growing disciples and leaders gather from all over the world. Go to robskinner.com and hit the Climb Conference tab for more information. And finally, Pam and I are looking for campus leadership. We have a dream of building a campus ministry of 100-plus sold-out disciples on the University of Arizona campus. If you're looking for an opportunity to grow, lead, and get training, contact me by going to robskinner.com. I know a few people with as soft of hearts as Brad and Alicia Tomashiro. Their love for Christ touched me when Pam and I studied the Bible with them back in Ashland, Oregon. To see them grow and become church leaders is personally gratifying to Pam and myself. Brad and Alicia, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. It's good to be here. (laughs) I know how you became Christians, but why don't you share with everybody how you became Christians? I know I figured you could do this for us, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now we know each other so well. But, well, I became a Christian my junior year in college. I was 21. Um, I think one of the main memories I have is I was flying back in the summer of 2010 from Iowa, from training up in Iowa with wrestling. And one of my buddies picked me up from the airport. Justin Akal, who's from Makawa, Hawaii, or Maui. And, you know, we kind of had a, a parting history together. But it seemed like God kind of touched our lives that summer individually. And he picked me up and we kind of caught up and we made mention about wanting to change in our life. And he made mention that there were some 
Christians that reached out to him that came down from Seattle, Jarrell Coleman, Jordan Bondurant, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I went in my first, my first Sunday service, Alex Whitaker was giving the lesson. I, I still remember him talking about what it really means to be a spiritual man of God. I don't remember anything else except the title, <laughs> but I remember being moved and moved to study the Bible and wanting to eventually make Jesus the Lord of my life. But that memory kind of stands out a lot for me. So, you know, the whole, the whole gamut I studied, um, fell in love with God, repented of my sin, was baptized November 3rd, 2010. Mm. That was awesome. It was an amazing time because so many people from Hawaii were becoming Christians at that time. Can you explain it? What was going on? Yeah, just the Holy Spirit. God was just moving. I think what helped is just the Hawaii connection, not just in Southern Oregon, but I think in any campus amongst the states that have a lump sum of students from Hawaii, it's just a tight-knit community. We're so culturally rich that we kind of gravitate towards one another that we're just starting to spread. Oh, Brad, Brad made some changes in his life. He's not doing this and that and this anymore. Well, I mean, let me check it out. And from one person, it led to another, it led to another. And God was just moving in that way. So how about you, Alicia? Yeah, I think I was on the tail end of that Hawaii, uh, people coming out. Um, but I think there's, there was a lot of things going on at the time. Um, my mom had been dropping ideas of like, Hey, you should go back to church. You have a car now. Um, another friend sent me like an old sermon from somewhere from another church. And it just kind of like, God was just dropping hints to me. Um, and at the time Brad was already going to church. I, and a handful of the whole, the rest of the kids, the Hawaii kids were going to. So it was like, I was kind of prideful. And me and my friend were like, we'll check out all the other churches first. And because I didn't want it to be like, I'm just following Brad, you know, like that just didn't seem right to me. Um, but finally, we went to all these different churches and nothing just fit for some reason. And then we went to the Ashton Church and it was like, um it felt like home because here people give each other kisses on the cheeks and they're like hi you know hi and bye and to feel like people coming in and giving me hugs was like wow this is just like home culture in a way and um I think even to the fact that they asked about me wanted to get to know me um was different than any church I had gone to growing up or even visiting in Ashland was like you could just check in and check out and nobody would even say anything, which I kind of liked because I'm really private, but <laughs> yeah, something about the love and the fellowship really like, yes. drew us in. Yes. The hospitality. We, we kind of tripped out when we went to your guys' house and you guys took off your shoes. It was all in the front of the house. We were like, Oh, we do that in Hawaii. Something different about this house. <laughs> so it was comforting. I think that's a leftover from our 10 years in Japan. Now, yeah. you guys were dating when you became Christians. What was that like? And how'd you guys end up getting married? Well, the summer I came back when I became a Christian, I was I remember counting the cost and Alicia not being a single thought in my mind because we weren't quote unquote official, maybe 
Facebook official back in those days. That was a big thing. <laughs> so it didn't cross my mind. You know, we, we, we didn't talk during the summer. We didn't have any contact. We didn't see each other physically. So out of sight, out of my, out of my mind, I guess, in my peanut brain. But <laughs> I remember the fall, I saw her. And then it just a whole flood of memories came rushing into me. And I remember thinking, I got to talk to some brothers about this. I kind of <laughs> forgot about something. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think the ups to it is that in some ways we, we kind of got to, uh, in some ways, um, we kind of got to experience God um, together since we somewhat were a thing. Uh, but in other ways, we also were able to kind of do it individually as well. So that was refreshing and challenging it and everything that came with it. So I don't know if Alicia wanted to add something, but. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend it for anyone. Um, but I, I think it was a messy period. I do. I am grateful that I was able to kind of fixate on God and not Brad. And I think it partly was like pride. Like, I don't want this guy to like change my life and tell me what to do. So I'm going to just like study it and learn it for myself and all of that. But I think, um, yeah, it was just messy at times. And we had to relearn how it looked like to date. And we had some really hard talks. And you guys, I mean, probably remember them. And yeah, but I think I'm really grateful for God's grace and mercy because I've seen a lot of other friends who had different relationships leave you know and so i think we're only here by the grace of god and i'm really grateful for that what i find amazing is you got alicia you were the president of the hawaiian club and it was a big club on campus and i remember you invited invited us to come out and it was a massive party i mean it filled up like an auditorium like a big area and there's a barbecue and brad and another brother named aaron were dancing a Hawaiian dance and every you called me up on stage. It was crazy. I mean, Brad, he just looked like he had a little diaper on and so did Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> All the disciples who were visiting, they were like, oh my gosh, kind of peeking through their fingers there. But it was it was an amazing time. And I remember how, how cautious you were, Alicia, when you first came to church. Or when you came over to our house. You had a very guard guarded look. Yeah, I was super scared, actually. I told Brad, like, I, I don't want to go anymore. Like, what am I doing? But I think, yeah, seeing the slippers at the door. Um, also, I remember Pam making teriyaki chicken and rice. It was, like, super comfortable. <laughs> I was so afraid. I was like, I have nothing to say spiritually. I don't even know what I'm getting into. But you guys made it so comfortable and so, like, normal. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, great, good memories. It just still amazes me because that college was so, it is so small. It's like 5,000 people. And yet there were just so many Hawaiians. It was like God was doing something clearly because a lot of Hawaiians became Christians. Now, from from that time, how did you guys choose to go into the ministry? Yeah, just a series of events. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Rob, but I remember going on our annual Labor Day camping trip (laughs) and it was somewhat like a movie. We were just sitting on the beach, knees up, hugging our knees, 
sitting back in our behinds and looking at the sun going down and kind of just asked, you ever think about ministry? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was so distraught or just taken aback, disturbed. I was disturbed by the idea, the question of being entertained. But I think after some time seeing, you know, the power of God and the spirit moving in certain ways, I, I just, I was more interested. I was more curious. I don't know if Felicia has anything, but I can add on maybe a little bit later. I think for me, it never really crossed my mind. Um, I just really was grateful for Jesus and what he did for my life and the fellowship that I was like, how can I serve? How can I give? What can I do? I remember even just signing up to clean toilets and I was happy with that. Um, so I think God had had to change my heart over time, but I was never like, no, but I wasn't like, yes, give me the ministry. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, I think one defining moment for me, Rob, as I'm thinking about it is when it started easing up in my mind about possibly doing ministry is there was an awesome brother in the Ashland church that was leading campus at the time. And I found myself getting somewhat envious and competitive in my heart and in my mind. And I felt that sin and temptation and I had to take a step back, you know, by the grace of God and just say, you know, I don't want this to be a motive of why I go into the ministry. So I, I remember praying a specific prayer about God uh, leading me through it and giving me clarity and not being competitive. And it kind of, I was kind of at peace for about six months. And then after six months, Oahu kind of popped up and we were able to move back home and go into ministry. So, yeah. Well, the thing that I remember about you that stood, I remember when you studied the Bible, Brad, and <clears throat> I don't remember what study it was, but you just cried. I mean, you came into the service and you were bawling and you're one of the toughest guys that I know. I remember you'd always come to service, beat up after your wrestling matches and you'd have big shiners, goose eggs on your forehead. I mean, College wrestling, it, it was tough. And you're one of the grittiest, toughest guys that I knew. But when you when you studied about the cross, I remember you just crying and just your heart, your heart for Jesus totally stood out to me. And you guys are both leaders. You had so many friends who followed you. Alicia, you're president of the club. And I thought these two are total leaders in their community. In fact, so much so that I, mm -hmm. I invited great... Um, Reese Kiaina and also um, Tui Vaina to come visit Ashland. I mean, Ashland's a tiny town of 20,000. And so these leaders of the church in Hawaii, were you there for that when they came to visit during that time? I was only there for the Kiaina's. Right. Same. Okay. I was there for Reese. Okay, so it was Reese. Okay, maybe I made my memories a little faulty. But anyway, I just thought they, the, this couple, have, have got to meet the leadership in Hawaii because they're definitely future leaders. And so I'm so glad it turned out that way. Thank you for going in that direction. Can you tell us about the Hilo, the, the work that's going on there? There's a replanting going on. Can you explain what's happening? Yeah, I mean, there's an existing church in Hilo that is just filled with great 
awesome, faithful disciples that have been there for more than 20 years. And in many ways, it's more of a campus planting than a replanting. The, the, The church there has been so awesome and we feel so honored to move in there but uh through the through the generosity of the pacific southwest we are being um we're being funded to go there and to establish a campus ministry in the heart of hilo uh hilo is home to about i, I don't know i haven't looked it up recently. i'd say at least ten thousand students maybe maybe a little under maybe a little bit more but it's a it's a growing campus they're doing renovations the facilities are looking better um so yeah i'm excited about it and it's i think it's a new chapter in many ways since i don't think there's been a campus ministry there for for some time now so now you guys have been leading the the campus ministry at the university of hawaii in oahu isn't that right yep for since 2012 2014. 2014. 2014. Okay, great. Have you enjoyed your time in the ministry? Yeah, it's it's been filled with joy and peace and refinement and everything in there. How do you feel about uh, Son and Anthony Galang? Son and Anthony Galang are an amazing couple. I love them. <laughs> They're like Hanai grandparents to our kids, they'll say. <laughs> They're great. I just I love those guys. I went to school with with Anthony, and right. they're such a great couple. I mean, just an amazing couple to be there. So that, that's awesome. Now, listen, what? Why do you guys want to go to Hilo? Like, why? You've got a great situation in Oahu. You just bought a condominium. Why do you want to go to Hilo? I want to go to Hilo because. You know, since I became a disciple in Ashland, I, it's always kind of been on my mind and my heart, a dream to go back to my hometown, Hila, Hawaii. I'm born and raised there wow. um, to make a difference, to be, quote unquote, with my people. It's been nice to be in Oahu, to be home, but Hilo is where I'm from. I, I'm, I know a lot of relationships. I know a lot of people there. Um, and behind the facade of paradise, there's problems. There's, there's, there's a lot of homelessness in Hawaii. There's a lot of, um, the drug use is high. Um, there's a lot of crime, domestic violence. Um, even parts of my family have been victims to, to that and, that's just where my heart is to do work and you know through the guidance and the spirit of god it's been made clear that this is where god would want us to experience god's mission and god's fruitfulness and god's harvest so that's in a nutshell that's why i want to go to hilo Mm. now you helped your 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 parents become christians can you tell us how you did that what what happened there? So when I became a Christian in Ashland, after them coming around in Ashland and checking out the church and having some good conversations, we made connections back home and we realized that the Hilo Church actually met at a park 
that was less than a two-minute walk away from my house. Our house, <laughs> Mohouli Park, Mohouli Park. And what's ironic is this park is where we're going to live. We're we're going to be living in a house that our our parents is so generously gifting us. Wow. That is not that far from the park either. So it's kind of like strange in a way that everything's revolving in a specific location but anyway my parents went to the to the church for the first time and connections were made there uh, i think w- one observation i seen where it started to uh, really take a turn was when um, they started um, having connections with anthony and son and um, they were already studying the bible before that but when Anthony and Son came in and we even got to join, it felt like it felt like there it was their time mm. after about two years of studying the Bible. So a lot of great heartfelt conversations um, and whatnot. And we flew over there on a on a one day notice and we, we were able to help baptize my mom and my dad wow. back in 2015, 2016. That's awesome. Wally and Patty, what a great couple. They must be so excited you're going to Hilo, coming back home. Yeah. Yep. Excited to have the grandkids in their backyard. Oh, yeah. Now, Alicia, you've you've got two young kids. Really toddlers, right? Just little kids. Uh, Three and one. Okay. How do you feel about going? That's a big change. Yeah, I think, you know, I come from the windward side of Oahu, so cold, like, climate and all of that wise, it's pretty similar. Um, but I think the things that popped into my mind with going in regards to my kids, it's like, okay, first they're little, so they're not really going to remember much. But I think more so for me, it was sentimentality. Like, oh, my oldest made his first friends in our building. And, you know, now he knows all the aunties and uncles in campus and church. And um, we're pulling that away from him and all these different things. And so I think that was kind of the harder part to grieve, but I think there's, there's more excitement in what's to come. That helps me, I guess. Um, and to know that we have grandparents now to get a little bit more help with mm. the watching of the kids. So that's also great. Um, but yeah, I think mixed emotions. Um, but also we've, we've been on campus in Hilo, I think every, almost every summer since we moved back um, to some we've taken some students over um, and we've gone over ourselves and tried to get things started in the summers. Um, so now it's cool that we can actually be there year round and not only just get things started, but to continue what what was already done y- years ago, I guess. Mm. So and our kids were also a part of that. So okay. it's, it's, it's cool. That's great. Now, what's can you what's Hilo like can, for those who are not familiar with the Big Island, not familiar with Hawaii, Brad, can you explain what's it like? Hilo's a simple town. It's beautiful. It has a lot of greenery. The rivers there are amazing. The people there are very friendly, very loving. Um, There's farmer's markets. Um, Traffic is not bad. You can get any place in Hilo in like 15 minutes, cruising at like 20 miles per hour. Um, 
but in general i would just say it's an it's an ordinary it's an ordinary place with rich culture amazing people okay but the island itself is pretty big right and then there's a, a city on the other side of the island kona is that right yep yep the the island is the biggest out of all the all the hawaiian islands and kona is kind of more of your tourist destination but nonetheless it's a it's a beautiful location as well it's on the the leeward side of big island a little bit more dry but nonetheless it's beautiful how's the surfing there in hilo it's okay oahu is kind of a little bit more known for surf but there's some there's some home breaks over here that are pretty familiar honolulu is a home break that a lot of people like to go to there's a lot of traffic there and then there's some on the 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 southeast side pohoiki but the lava kind of just covered over there so there's somewhat of a new break there but there's different spots kilka has some surf breaks and whatnot so good enough to have fun how about that there you go that's good enough for me i'm definitely going to come visit you in the future at some <laughs> point and i want to go surfing and diving so hopefully we can do some spear fishing when i come out to visit let's do it <laughs> what do you, you know going going back I, I remember going back to my hometown of ashland oregon and mm. it was you know very similar i wanted to be with my family convert my family um your family parents are already disciples which is awesome but what do you see as the challenges you're going to be facing in going back to to your hometown in Hilo? Can you think of anything? Um I think coming from a fast-paced city to a slow, slower city. Um, I think a challenge may be that we come in with like what we've done here or, you know, like we've, for campus, we have things all the time and um, just not sure how that's gonna take in a slower town, if that makes sense. Um, so trying to figure out that challenge of like meeting the culture, but then also like not just not doing anything um, or doing too much and it doesn't take, if that makes sense. Um, that's the only thing that comes up off the top of my head right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a kind of a long-term thing. The, the culture is beautiful and it's rich. Um, but with, with any culture, I, I think there needs to be just some assimilating and whatnot and thinking through some discernment, let's call it that innovation to not totally neglect the culture and disrespect it but to in a sense work with it and see the things that are awesome and um, great and to participate in it mm. and to be a part of it and to see how the spirit's working in it so but i think an immediate challenge could possibly be you know we're not we don't have any college students going with us as of yet and um we're going to establish a campus ministry and we we envision doing that with a with a team with a family people to be on campus to experience campus life to experience um 
what it means to help establish something like that. So okay, that's so, an immediate challenge. Okay. So you're, you're, you're going over as the campus minister. Is that right? Yeah. We're going over as the campus ministers. Okay. And then you'll be working with the current leaders, Gary, yep, Gary, Gary Roberson. Yep. Okay. And um, what's your, what's your vision for the campus and for the church there long-term? I mean, my, my vision for the campus ministry, maybe even extending outside of Hilo and all of Hawaii, is to be able to have somewhat of this this dynamic where, you know, campus retreats can start to happen within the islands of Hawaii. Um, I love the fact that there's campus retreats on the mainland, but it can be a little bit pricey for us um, to make those things. Uh, so, so to think about the kind of opportunities that can arise in our backyard on another island um, is, is really amazing to think about. And also to think too that, you know, campus ministry in Hawaii can be a place that sends people out into the Pacific and having the people of Hawaii, the people of Pacific taking that responsibility mm -hmm. for the Pacific um, makes sense to me. It makes sense. Um, to have people who live here to understand, to be a part of what God is doing. So, right. no. yeah, if, if I could add on, I think um, like similar to us, like just seeing Jesus transform students' lives in Hilo specifically, um, the local kids, I mean, anyone who comes through UH Hilo, but just thinking of the impact, not only in their lives, but how when they choose Jesus and, and that, can continue on in the generations to come for their families, they can impact their, their immediate families as well. And we can see, you know, the whole island be reached for God, not only campus, but I think it, it has great roots in campus, you know? So I think that that's something that I envision is that through these college students, that families will also be impacted mm. for Christ. Now, Alicia, your mom lives on Oahu, right? She's here and she's also in Hilo part-time. Oh, okay. So she's going to be, I was wondering how she's feeling about you leaving and going to, to Hilo. Uh, at first she wasn't sure, but now she's like, yes, because she doesn't work when she's there. So she will have more time to spend with my kids, I guess. So she's excited about it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, when do you guys take off? When do you head over there? The 28th, about a week and a half on that Monday. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. What quick? What are your goals for the first 90 days? What do you want to try to accomplish? Yeah, um, you know, I think some some guiding principles for me uh, within the first three to six months is, is to understand, to be a great listener, to be very observant, to ask a lot of good questions. With a, with a faithful church being there for some time, I, I don't want to fly in there and think that you know i'm the answer to to anything you know i, I want to be able to participate in what god's already doing hilo hilo actually had three baptisms in the covid year wow which is really encouraging it's awesome really 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 encouraging just through the faithfulness of the church and to the grace of god like i feel like that's almost affirmation that god is starting something new and god is doing something so yep. Really proud of the Hilo Church, but 
a guiding principle is, is to is to be very observant, to, to ask great questions, to listen, to be a listening leader, um, to not assume anything, and to be curious, to be curious about a lot of things. Mm. I guess more on a tangible level, since Alicia and I are going there um, initially by ourselves, there's no campus students coming with us per se right now. Uh, hopefully there will be in the future, prayerfully. I'd like to I'd like to attach myself to some kind of campus life, you know, immediately when I get there and to be able to build some kind of partnership with either community involvement, make connections that way and to see what God is doing through those events and whatnot. That, that, I think that's that's a huge cultural component in Hilo is people care about the land. People care about the community. Um, they love the community, want to give back. So I want to be a part of that. I think I think God's there. And I, I want to be able to experience and partner in that. So, Gary Gary Roberson is a very inspiring person to me because he came out of retirement to help lead that church in in Hilo, Hawaii, and uh, he's in his late sixties. and And I think it's a, a great opportunity to to help him. And right now, I'm I'm recording this from Flagstaff, Arizona which is similar in the sense that the church is led by a person, um, has been led by a, a couple, the Burfords, who are in their 70s. And who, they came out and for the last seven years in retirement have given their time to lead this, this kind of a satellite ministry until professional ministry could come. And so I, I really commend them for making the search. And, and when they announced that they were looking for somebody I know, Brad, you were the first person I called. I said, Brad, you got to go to Hilo. And I'm so glad you guys decided. I, I knew there were a lot of challenges uh, for you to do that, but I'm amazed and happy that you've decided to do this. Now, let me ask you this. What, what you, you guys are, you're going right now as the campus minister, you're looking for more people to go with you. Is that correct? Yeah, I would love for college students to come with us okay what kind of people are you looking for yeah i mean in, initially thinking about college students per se um i would i would love to have people that are willing to look for something new to think outside of the box to be innovative um someone that wants to in some ways go on an adventure we, we believe God's moving already in Hilo. We're, mm -hmm. we're just not there yet. I believe God's there doing something. And I'd like to have a, a group of college students to be able to discern, to have those conversations, to, to think through, to pray through, to dwell in God's word and realize that God is moving on UH Hilo right now as we're having this podcast. How can we be a part of that when we, when we get there? So as far as college students, I guess that's what I would say. Alicia, I don't know if you had thoughts, but. Yeah, I was thinking even, I mean, college students, yes, but even anyone who has a heart for the youth um, or college age range, because I think there could be great depth in that too. So maybe people going back to school for their master's or whatnot, but whoever has like a heart for that age range um and then i think as far as characteristics just someone who's humble teachable prayerful and 
Yeah. What if a That's person were not a college student? Maybe they're single, married, older. Would would that be something you're interested in having on that team? Absolutely. I was just thinking. Um, I was just thinking about mentioning that. Yeah. Even outside of just campus, uh, we're kind of we're keying in on establishing a campus ministry, but we're wanting to exist in the church as well too, and we're thinking that people that want to retire in Hilo, it's a, it's a great town to retire in and to contribute to um, the church there. Um, young singles that um, are able to maybe work remotely or um, work online. Um, people that want to do, um, just do something different. And people that want to come in there and learn about the Hawaiian culture, respect the Hawaiian culture not work against it, but maybe even in a sense, work with it. Mm. So. If, if a person yeah. were interested in going to Hilo, what would they need to do? Yeah. If you go to big island, church of Christ.com, you're going to see Gary and Christy Robertson's email on there. Um, go ahead and go on our website, big island, church.com. And contact Gary or Christy Robertson. You'll find Sorry, it's dot org. Oh, Big Island Church of Christ.org. Okay. And you'll be able to contact Gary and Christy if you have any questions or if you're interested. Okay. We can interface there. Okay, terrific. So they'd go to Big Island Church of Christ.org and <clears throat> contact Gary and Christy Robertson. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fantastic. Now, how Brad, how old are you now? I'm in my golden years. <laughs> I turned 32. <laughs> oh boy. Next, you know, next year you're 33. That's the year Jesus was crucified. So <laughs> you got a lot to look forward to there, Brad. <laughs> this is so exciting. You're gonna do an amazing job. What advice would you give to a person who wants to make their life count? wants to make this life count and live a no regrets life. My advice to the person that's wanting to make this life count is to develop an identity that is centered on God. Is to focus in on who God says you are, to be centered on that and to have an identity that's rooted in Christ. And I believe the things that flow from that will be exponential. Mm. The faith, the courage, the risk-taking, the, the the joy, the peace that is, is attached to that is, uh, I think, will be fruitful. Mm. So I know for me, I can attach my identity to other things, but what's really given me uh, really a new chapter in my faith is God-centered identity. And if you can figure that out for yourself and um, do the things that would help you to develop that i think you will be surprised to know that god will use you in tremendous ways Mm. how about you alicia i think being surrendered to god's plans um and being available i think with this whole decision to to hear god's call and to move was i i was it's super easy to just be comfortable, you know, and to feel like secure and 
I think saying yes to God, being available and stepping outside of my comfort zone um, just makes me think of like Luke 9 and Luke 14, like not giving up, like to give up everything to be his disciple. And it's going to look different at different times. For me, it was the comfort and the security and you know, a lot of what a big church brings, the the family aspect for my kids and all of that, but being able to be like, no, when I became a disciple, I said, Jesus is Lord, not my comfort, not my ideas, but whatever. Um, so I'm going to choose to not close the door and God and to go. So yeah, be open, available and humble, surrendered, yeah. any of those words. Right. Well, when you guys decided to go there was a major obstacle with your housing you just bought a, a brand new condominium how did how did that get resolved yeah so lo and behold before we even applied we had to think through the housing component because we're in a five-year term since there's there's a shared interest it's it's affordable housing so it's tied to the state i believe alicia i don't know but yes tied to the state so we're in a five-year term. You can't get out of it within five years. Um, so I interfaced with some some contacts. And lo and behold, because of COVID and because of possible job relocations, uh, they're putting people through a process to let them free from their term. Wow. So we are free to do as we please with our condo to go and experience what God is doing in Hilo. That's amazing. It's amazing when you surrender to what God wants, he opens the door. And it's it's amazing because you guys were willing to do it and then God opened the door through faith. So mm. all, all the best to you guys. We'll be praying for your work in Hilo. I can't wait to hear the good news that's coming out. Love you, Rob. Love you too. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.